Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services Show, which is now in its 10th year. Our show is broadcast every Friday between 6 and 8 pm on Community Radio Station 3WBC 94.1 FM and also streams live on the World Wide Web. Associated with uh, the Q Rotary Club, I'm a friend of Rotary. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, was very keen to get involved with this uh, fantastic event, which really does uh, amazing work in raising funds for charity. Okay. Over to you, Phil. Uh, tell us a bit more about this project. How well, it it, yes, thank you. It uh, it started in 2004 by the uh, by Q Rotary. Yeah. Um, and started out with the concept of having open gardens that were designer driven so it's not a it's not a a flower show or, or right. garden and flower show it's a it's contemporary design in in gardens so we've had a very close association with the leading designers uh, garden designers in Victoria since 2004 runs every two years mm-hmm. um, we start sorry and say exactly what is it well, yes. <laughs> Should we describe that in the first instance? Well, we we uh, we started out with about 25 open gardens uh, okay. for one and weekend. Just normal domestic gardens. Just normal domestic gardens, but they've got a particular uh, bent in that they've been designed professionally by designers. So right. we open the gardens uh, for for Saturday and Sunday for the weekend. Typically mm-hmm. ten to five. Over the over the journey, we we have about fifteen thousand garden visits uh, over the weekend. Uh, the designers part of the arrangement is that designers have to be there for the whole oh weekend. Okay. So yeah. the general public um, rock up to the garden and they can chat with the designer as to his philosophies, mm-hmm. what what the contemporary design changes are in in garden design. Okay. Yeah, so we started out uh, the first uh, the first year, as I said, Q Rotary uh, established the uh, the Garden Design Fest. We probably ra- I think about twenty thousand we raised in the first year, That's and good. the last time that we ran the the Garden Design Fest was two thousand and fourteen, and we raised about one hundred and twenty thousand. So there's been a yeah. a significant uh, change uh, over those seven or those six okay. Garden Design Fests. Professor, what, what's it actually called? I mean, uh, do you just publish there's 10 gardens open this weekend or is there a bit more to it than that? Just a little bit more than I that. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we work for two weekends. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no, no, it takes us about 12 months to, right. to organise uh, the whole event. Uh, and we do that, uh, the selection of the gardens is ostensibly done through, through the designers. And so they, we go to the designers and say, have you, yeah. over your last uh, two years, have you got some iconic gardens that you'd like to display? And typically a garden will take three or four years to, right. to, to mature from the design concept through to yeah. a garden that the designer is happy to display. So the designers will 
suggest some uh, gardens uh, and chat to their owners about whether they're happy to open their garden for the weekend, sort of bear in mind um, yeah. some owners are uh, a bit reluctant to, to let the general public uh, through yeah, there. At any one day, there must be, what, upwards of a 1,000 people? Totally, totally. So, yeah. yes, you know, starting at 10 o'clock uh, till 5 yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. But as I said, the designer's there, so he helps us uh, monitor that. We, as a Rotary organisation, we man those gardens. So we, yeah. we, we have to put people down in, in case there's a, a pool or a water hazard or some steps yeah. and things. So typically over the weekend, we have about 400 yeah. volunteers that, uh, that help, man, help man the garden. That must take quite a bit of organising. Well, say 12 months uh, to organise. And probably day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, and there's training of the volunteers, uh, yeah. and uh, we have to set up on each garden sometimes, or some gardens have got other things happening. There might be a coffee van, or someone sets yeah. up a morning tea type thing. So there's a bit of uh, additional revenue, a bit of additional organisation. Yeah, gotcha. Mm. Now, where are these gardens? Are they just in Melbourne, or are they all over Victoria? What's the well, we, we, we traditionally have metropolitan gardens and uh, Mornington Peninsula. In 2014, which was our last garden design fest, we had four fabulous gardens uh, in Euroa oh, okay. opened as well. So we had uh, it was about 30 gardens in 2014. We had four in Euroa and then about 20-odd scattered around metropolitan Melbourne and six or so down the peninsula. This year, in November, this year we're looking at expanding that further, yeah. and we want to go into Bendigo, Ballarat, Macedon, uh, oh also the Euroa Gardens. Be one hell of a well, we're event. expanding the the event over two weekends now. So, yeah. uh, what one will be metropolitan? Metropolitan, yeah, metropolitan and the peninsula one weekend, and the following weekend. Uh, to enable the people who visited the Metropolitan yeah. Gardens to go to some of the country areas. So yeah. um, we're still working on some of those gardens. We've got, uh, we've got some in Bendigo, Geelong, and certainly have the Euroa Gardens again. Yeah. So we're wanting to, to expand it over the two weekends. So approximately how many gardens do you think we'll have? There'll be 35 plus or minus gardens overall. It's one hell of a garden. It is. It's a big... Uh, a big organisation. Some are quite tiny. I mean, some gardens uh, yeah. we, we cover the whole gambit from huge 10-acre properties down to little pocket-sized handkerchiefs that people yeah. are interested in seeing because it's it's what's happening at the smaller end. Yeah, well that's happening more and more. Isn't yes. It? So yeah. uh, so it's focus on design. So yeah. it's what can people do with small spaces. Now, David, wonderful uh, sort of description of what this is all about. And we'll come back with some more questions. What thoughts have you had about this project? Well, I came into this very much cold. I can tell you, I, I'm not actually a member of the yeah. Rotary Club, but a lot of my friends are. So um, I thought, well, I'm interested in gardens. And, you know, I'm not the Robinson Crusoe. Millions of Australians love gardens. Yeah. You've only got to look at the TV, all the TV shows. Every channel has a gardening TV show. Yes, that's right. And every yeah. one of those shows has got a magazine. Yeah. So it's something that's you know, part of the Australian ethos. Mm. Part of the Australian psyche, gardening, uh, and people love to go and look at other people's gardens. Yeah, you know, this is a good garden. Well, yes, yes. W whether it's whether it's to get inspiration or knowledge, or just.
to have a kidney visit. You know, yeah. we all love to have a kidney visit. Mm. And we all love the opportunity to go and see some really beautiful, famous garden. Yeah. And that's really what we're offering the opportunity is for the you and I to go yeah. and visit a garden we wouldn't normally be allowed to go into. Yeah, that's a private, a private garden, professionally designed, mm. and some of these designs are what they're like rock stars. You know, oh yeah, yeah. You know, like Paul Bengay and, and um, Hugh Griffith were. So, so these are people who are they, they command uh, great attention. Mm, they're all sought after. Indeed. Yeah. Well, London Chelsea winners uh, as well. So uh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to speak to one of those recipients? Yes, I think I think one of the key. Ingredients to the success of the Garden Design Festival. One Rotary Club started it uh, in 2004, but now we've got uh, Brighton North Rotary and Central Melbourne Sunrise, who yeah. are now all equal partners in the in the management of the yeah. uh, the Garden Design Fest. So I think it demonstrates the power of Rotary to to start uh, a project and expand it and and enjoy the benefits of having other Rotary Clubs involved. I have to say, um, this is a quality project, isn't it? Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the average, you know, selling cookies in the corner sort of thing. Well, we, we s we're staying clear of the sausage sizzles. <laughs> and well the done. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's not a sausage sizzle in sight. So it's, uh, it, it's offering the, the public of Victoria the opportunity, as David said, to see some iconic gardens and chat to some leading Australian designers. Yeah. Uh, now, David, how does it all happen? Uh, do you get tickets per garden or tickets for the weekend? And well, last time, for me, not least, is where the hell do you get the tickets? Well, all of the above. The, uh, we sell tickets to individual gardens for people to just rock up, pay your a particular fee for the particular garden. And, and is that where you've gone? Uh, in the past, it hasn't. It hasn't. This year it is going to. Oh, okay. Uh, we, uh, for the first time, did a fairly big survey of our customer base. Right. And there was a feeling that we ought to, we ought to have some various excitement to recognise that, as I heard Phil say earlier, uh, some of the gardens are literally six-figure sums and multi-six-figure sums that are spent on and yeah, large yeah. gardens. And half an acre, really an acre sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. should we really charge the same, even though there is as much interest for a small pocket garden, if someone's living in a little yeah. single bunker in Kew or Hawthorne or somewhere, they're interested in, in that size of design. They still might spend relatively the proportionately the same amount of money, but we wouldn't charge the difference. Right. So we're going to variably price our gardens. We so does that mean every garden you go into is going to buy a ticket? No, it, it's... If uh, you can do that and you can plot around, as, as uh, Phil and David said earlier, the 30-odd five gardens, you might be able to get in the, on a bicycle and race around them and play your individual <laughs> game. And <laughs> However, that's just very <laughs> expensive. Yeah. So we, we, in fact, have what we call an all-gardens ticket. Oh, okay. So you can purchase an all-gardens ticket. How do you get the tickets? Well, for starters, uh, a ticket for a single garden, in fact, doesn't exist. The person simply rocks up, the Rotary person greets them and welcomes them to the garden. They pay their money and they view the, the garden. Yeah, right. But there are many, many of the people are really interested in looking at the variety of the garden. As many as like. possible. Yeah. And as many as possible. So they can start by buying a ticket off our website. Yeah. Uh, which is, by the way? Which is 
the W's, gardendesigncoach.com or the or.com.au yeah. and all in lowercase. Yeah. And uh, those tickets will probably be available around about the end of the week. Okay. And this is for events that's actually in November, isn't it? It is in two weekends in November on the 12th and 13th, which yep. will be the Metropolitan Gardens and the Nordic Peninsula. Yeah. And the following weekend on the 19th and the 20th for all of the rural yeah. areas that we end up with. Yep. We haven't quite sorted out yet what we're going to do in terms of, of whether or not we have an all-gardens ticket for the Metro and a separate all-gardens ticket for the rural, but one way or another those who are interested in seeing multiple gardens will be able to do so at, at a pretty favourable uh, per yeah, garden This is a difficult price. question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 uh, we, well, no, basically we have sorted out our single entry. We've agreed on that one. That yeah. At a small garden will be $5. A regular garden yeah. will be $8. And the super gardens, which are these yeah, say the multi yeah. hundreds of dollars job, 12 Okay, well that's pretty reasonable. So it's and it's all amazing, and isn't it? All yeah. gardens. Well, when you yeah. look at uh, when you when you look around and you see what the competition in inverted commas yeah. is, uh, it is it's pretty good. Uh, pretty yeah. good value for money, and very and and particularly, and I know this has been emphasized before, and the guys might want yeah. to re-emphasize that these are not not just nice gardens. These are they nice. are gardens that have been designed professionally, start from. That professional design organisation of theirs. So you've just bought yourself a nice little doer upper in uh, yeah. wherever, and you want to get some idea of what am I what what am I going to do? You can pick your appropriate sort of house out. They talk to the designer, and then attach. The designers themselves pick up quite an amount of work yeah. as a as a result of participating in it. Yeah. So if I can sort of give a rough analogy. This is a bit like the Chelsea Flower Show in London, where uh, it's not just your average back garden, but they're all designers, uh, and you have twins, uh, so it's much broader in that way, and that you just don't have a lot of pretty suburban gardens, but they've all been designed, and they've got uh, a dreamscape purpose in mind, if I can say Exactly. That. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's interesting, David, that we uh, during the event we get uh, a lot of the public who want to see all the gardens and so <laughs> so for over a two day over a two day period they'll want to see the all the metropolitan gardens so uh, oh is that right Scott yeah how can that be achieved well they they start very early uh, knocking on the, the first garden that uh, when it opens and and plan their weekend around the, uh, getting to see all gardens I have a horrible sort of vision in the back of my mind some of these nice gardens where you can't get near the place because all the cars that are parked there. Now, is that we we do a David, we do a, a an audit of every garden, yeah, uh, bef uh, before the event, so that we are not caught out by gee whiz, we, we there's nowhere for people to park. Yeah, have traffic and and, yeah. and we do uh, where appropriate. We've got signage as to where people should park and right. and all of those those sorts of things. Yeah, but in terms of people getting around, we we have a significant number of visitors to Garden Design Corps from New Zealand who come and open. Oh, okay. We have a significant number who come from interstate. There's a group from Perth of 20 that we know right. who, have been, who have come every year. 
they want their money together and travel the long way. So yeah. they do get in the they do get in the car early and, and yeah. get around. So we're you mentioned buses. Yeah, yeah, sorry, we're in. We're also in the process of, as we have offered in previous uh, yeah. design fest, bus tours. So uh, we'll uh, set up a fifty-man bus. Yeah. Uh, people buy the tickets on our website uh, for that, and we'll see eight or ten gardens on a Saturday and another eight or nine on on yeah. the Sunday. So this you year we're looking. Sorry. Yeah. You'd expect most people to find their own transport. Yes, but it's yeah. out of interstate people would like yeah, to. Yeah, New Zealand would be. Well, yeah. Yeah. we have sh uh, special bus tours uh, coming interstate as well. We have bus tours coming down from New South Wales, bringing you yeah. know a busload of of people. So we're looking at offering bus tours into the rural areas this time around as well. So all that information will will get onto our yes, website. Yeah. Uh, you know, topic, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's uh, but beginning to plan that already, planning yeah. the routes, the uh, lunches, the, yeah. uh, the specialist uh, people on the bus who understand gardens. So we have a professional person on the bus chatting about the gardens as well. So it's a big package yeah. that, uh, that people, uh, the public can enjoy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously, there's a hell of a lot of detail in that what, what you're talking about here. How the hell do you do that? Well, we, we've, uh, I guess firstly we've been doing it for since 2004, every every two years. Oh, can I get that? Well, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you looking at me, Reverend Graham? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Graham hasn't got this grey hair because he enjoys... Uh, no, he's only 24, really. He looks yeah. he's had a very hard paper round. <laughs> but yeah, so we have a, a steering committee which is made up of members from each of the three participating clubs. Right. And then each of the clubs has their own subcommittee, if you like. So the steering committee sets the agenda, sets the program, sets right. the key uh, requirements, and then we farm that work out to the various clubs. So there's a lot of, oh, okay, lot yeah. of busy people back at, uh, back at the clubs uh, yeah. doing individual bits of work, you know, yeah. okay. setting up databases for mail-outs, doing the website design, doing Facebook stuff, yeah. doing the bus tours, do the ticketing. I mean, there's just a whole... Yeah. A whole range. I don't think we've got enough time uh, no, no. to go through the yeah. functions. But, but, but from from what were very humble beginnings, where we we made twenty thousand yeah. dollars the first time around, and over only I can't believe it, that's the number of gardens that probably were about twelve, maybe fifteen. Uh, we've built up a, a a base of information, and each time we have run a garden design course, we have expanded on that. And with David coming on, on board before with his background, um, mm. which leaves us all to do in terms of the, the particularly the marketing piece, yeah. we're now, uh, from from our sort of clumsy way of, of getting around that, we're now getting much more professional. So in 2018, the next group that then yeah. uh, come on board will have that as, well, almost you're doing the manual as you go along. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, in 2014, before the 2010 mm. meeting, we had not, up until that time, really had a formal job description for, hey, yeah. what other things need to be done? They were all up in our head, and we knew yeah. what we had to do. The danger with it, of course, was that there were a group of us who had been with garden design course for so long, so that was easy. Yeah. Getting new people involved, and or if one of them... Trying to transfer the knowledge. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. we have built up, as you say, by where we're, we're now getting a manual together that is highly disciplined. Now, Graham... Sponsorship, is that much of a consideration? 
Yeah, there's a very big consideration in this subject. Well, I thought you might say that. It takes quite an amount of money to stage an event like this, to produce a high-quality book that the garden looks at every visit to the garden design fest gets a copy of, to do an event to advertise, we've got to design that sort of thing. So we run up quite a bill in doing the staging. We have, uh, every time we have staged Garden Design Fest, uh, covered all of those costs across the board. And in sponsorship and advertising, we offer uh, advertising in our garden booklet. And so it's a very targeted opportunity to get people if you're in the garden kind of uh, business around our services and products and so on. So, yes, we cover all of our costs. So, in fact, every dollar that... uh, a visit at the Garden Design Fest puts in the uh, in the uh, in the collection tin at the gate actually goes to a charity uh, and yeah. our and and many charities that are important. Yeah. Very important. Yes, one hundred percent of them. Yes. Yep. Now, what what are some of the charities that have benefited? And I know this is a not question about motive. <laughs> <laughs> question about motive just will go on for quite some time later. But but for example, back in two thousand fourteen, the the Bernard O'Brien uh, Institute for Microsurgery did something to the hospital, which yeah. is very well known. That was one of the yeah. one of the beneficiaries, and and, yeah. and interestingly enough, they had some of their uh, finest surgeons come out and help us sit on gardens. I remember them. Uh, I remember them extremely well. Uh, last year, or uh, sorry, in 2014, we sponsored Family Free Wine, which is a uh, gosh, I can't even. Uh, Exclamation! I think yeah. uh, the Ovarian Cancer Foundation of Australia, and more locally around here in this Verandara Whitehorse uh, area, Cancare. Yes. Okay. So we try to come up with a balance. We've done a lot of work in in supporting uh, a charitable work in East Timor, who are yes a struggling community, struggling to become yep. a country. Uh, so we try to uh, get a nice mix of both local national and international all right well i'd like to sort of now go to the bit where we talk about the rosary plant that are represented here phil would you like to mention uh two please yes i um i'm from uh, brighton north rotary yeah we our membership is about uh, 64 55 at the moment yeah Uh, we currently enjoy 40 percent of our membership uh female membership so it's quite a yeah. quite a high ratio we meet on a wednesday evening at uh, yeah. six o'clock or six thirty at the royal brighton yacht club um, that's yeah. a, an evening meal and uh, obviously there's a website that goes with we it. have uh, brighton north uh, yeah so um, obviously welcome anyone to pop in to to see a very vibrant and active active club yeah Unfortunately, a representative from uh, Central Melbourne Sunrise couldn't be here uh, yeah. tonight, but they're, they're a morning uh, yeah. breakfast club, so they meet on a Tuesday at 7.20, I think, to 7.30 at the, uh, the RACV club. So yeah. amongst the three clubs, and Graham will chat about Q, but we have a, a breakfast club, Q is a lunch club, and uh, uh, Brighton North is a... That's a Catholic selection. Very broad church. (laughs) 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 But Graham, you chat about the Q Rotary Club. You want to say something about Q? Oh, Q. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that we've got 
five members, but in fact we've <laughs> we've uh, we're about fifty three members, I think, at the moment. And yeah. there, there's the uh, lunchtime club, the music the golf club. Yep. Twelve thirty on a Thursday, and uh, like Phil, it's a it's a vibe of the club garden design fest uh, might be signature uh, project, but in fact it's evolving in many things, uh, including having just established a pop-up shop, which is becoming a permanent shop now, at the back of the Tangerelle uh, Shopping Centre, on, and in fact uh, this will now spread again to a wider group of Rotarians, and one of the things I think is terrific with Garden Design Fest is, uh, I think in some respects, Rotary, Rotary's Pub perhaps have been a little bit parochial in doing their own things, which is demonstrated. Yeah, this partnership has uh, has worked extremely well. Uh, we're finding we're seeing the same thing uh, with this with the pop up shop that uh, yeah. I think we've got a very good flavour of what this project's all about. But just with you, what do you think is the best thing of this project? I think there are two aspects that uh, that I've discovered. As I said earlier, I'm only new in this. Mm. What you have here are the two bookends. Um, Graham, oh, who's been that weird? <laughs> <laughs> Graham has been involved since its inception, and me, who's just come on this year. Yeah. And what I've discovered, I think, is, is two things. Firstly, people involved in gardening are amazing. They're yeah. so friendly and helpful and generous. Yeah. Now, uh, my job is to chase publicity to get yeah. people like you yeah. to talk about us. Yeah. And you know, I ring newspapers and TV stations and magazines and all sorts of uh, media outlets and by and large the people are so receptive and so friendly. There's something about gardening that yeah. makes people soft, if I can put it in the nicest yeah. possible way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a very heart sort of lifting uh, experience. Um, and the other thing is, is being exposed to Rotary. And that's also, frankly, been amazing to me too, how th these people, these people, Rotarians, yeah. just work so hard yeah. uh, and give so much time and so much energy and so much of their ability um, for good good cause, good, good yeah. work to help the community. And you know, when you sit outside Rotary and look in, you sort of wonder, you know, what are these people doing in there? Is it just a boozer? Is it, you know, is yeah. it a, you know, what, what are they doing? But... Having come inside, I've just been so impressed with the professionalism, the, uh, the people with whom I've been working. So it's, it's a lot of work, let me tell you. It's a lot of work. I don't tire of it because I'm working with good people, yeah. uh, both in the organisation and the, the garden community. Yeah. So thank you for that, Graham. And gentlemen, too, I want to thank you for coming along and talking about the Garden Design Fest. I think we may have you coming in uh, October time, just before things up to date with Rotary and Wales. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, All David. Three. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This was produced and presented by David Proud of the Rotary Club of Canterbury in Melbourne, Victoria. Other podcasts can be found on our club website which is www.canterburyrotary.org.